Have you heard anything about Alan Lazard besides an undisclosed injury for the Packers? What is tabbed to be, and now this is kind of a stretch, but the number one potential wide receiver? Have you heard of anything on the Twitter sphere besides nope. that he's just an undisclosed injury? Anyone? Uh-huh. Nope. Jack. Man. How concerned are we moving into week one here? Starts tomorrow, obviously, for Rams and Bills, but Sunday, as the Packers go to U.S. Bank Stadium, could be devoid of. I mean, when I say number one, it's only because Aaron Rodgers said it. I don't. Rowdy, what? You and Eric and I, 90 both agree Alan Lazard is what? A, a number three wide receiver? Well, do you really think Alan Lazard is a one? Nah, no. Mm-mm. Do you think he's a two? Mm-mm. I think <sighs> if, he, if he's a three on a. Wide receiver core, it's a pretty good wide receiver core. Yeah. Just think of, you know, I'd agree. I like to listen to Aaron Rodgers when he has to say about some things, and, you know, he was kind of tabbing Lazard to be number one. I don't know. It's going to be a war of attrition up there who's going to be number one. Uh, Sammy Watkins saying a lot of good things. Is I mean, what's Sammy Watkins? A number three on a normal team? See, Watkins, Watkins has more ability than Alan Lazard. It, say they were both the same age. Yeah. In a perfect world where they're the same age, they're on the field, they're both healthy. Sammy Watkins was always way more talented than Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard was an undrafted free agent out of Iowa State. Sammy Watkins was a first-round pick out of Clemson, an athletic freak. <laughs> like, Sammy Watkins has more of a ceiling. Big alien guy, too. Sammy Watkins, at one point in his career, some people thought he could be a one. Well, injuries and some things in Buffalo kind of negated that. But yeah. he at least reached, like, two ceiling. <laughs> Alan I love Lazar- a big Sammy Watkins guy. Alan Lazard. I like Alan Lazard is too. Pretty much a standard three. Alan Lazard was one. That's not cut. a knock from him. That's not a knock right. on Alan Lazard. He came from nothing in a practice fight? squad. Yeah, from the fifty-three man, oh. and he was on the practice squad and worked his way back up. Gotcha. That's what like pull up with his bootstraps. That's <clears> not a knock on Lazard. No, he was undrafted free agent that was roaming around on practice squads. Being a three is a hell of a jump from him. Sammy Watkins went from one of the top picks in the draft. Yeah. On the unofficial depth chart, let's see here, for the Packers that was released yesterday, there is right there, number one, Alan Lazard behind him, Sammy or then Sammy Watkins, uh, Randall Cobb, and then behind them will be Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and then Amari Rogers. So looking at the Packers unofficial depth chart right there, David Bakhtiari is listed. Right there, left tackle. That's good behind him. Yash and Nyman. Um, Elton Jenkins also listed as right tackle. I haven't heard that he's been medically cleared, but that's a nice sign, though, if he's yeah. on the unofficial depth chart for the Green Bay Packers. And good for the line. where is this unofficial depth chart from? Uh, I'm looking at Rob Demosky, okay. Matt Schneidman, uh, some of the other beat writers. So right there, it's the Packers' unofficial depth chart of the regular season. They say, also note that new offensive coordinator Adam Stenovich will work from the sideline. His predecessor, Nathaniel Hackett, was up in the box last year. Yeah, I mean... Guess who was also up in the box? Bobby Ingram for the Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday. A lot of... Uh, well, especially defensive coordinators. Mike Patton always up in the box till his final year. He came down. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of defensive coordinators are starting to move to the field to get a feel of directly talking to the players mm-hmm. um, and having eyes up top on what things are looking like. And I'll, if you're a good defensive coordinator, that stuff you can visualize in your head from a bird's eye view when somebody tells you yeah. they're in this formation, this is what they're doing out of it, blah, blah, blah. Um, offensive coordinator, I could see why you'd rather be in the box, but that's also another one. If you're down on the field, you don't have to hope somebody picks up that little phone on the sideline. <laughs> hey, 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 stop ignoring me. Just 
legit, like, quick little question for both of you. Do you guys care no. where Nathaniel Hackett or Adam Stinovich no. are? No. I feel like in this trio <laughs> no, of I don't. head coach Matt LaFleur, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and then offensive coordinator, you know, Adam Stenovich or Nathaniel Hackett, whoever you wanted to consider being the OC the last couple of years. Do you really think they have as much pull or as much impact as Matt LaFleur, the guy that's the head coach that calls plays that was an offensive coordinator and his MVP quarterback on the field? I feel like you're just the third guy. Yeah. yeah. What, what I care about mostly is what the, the real offensive coordinator is doing, Aaron Rodgers. Where are you most comfortable, in a box or on the sideline? Because I know you're third in line here. Yeah. I don't care where you are, just as long as the offense looks good and Aaron Rodgers is out there you know, conducting the symphony. If you want to, if you want to get off your feet all game and sit in the box, I'm cool with it. If you have like ADHD and you need to move around a little bit, all <laughs> right, on get down. on the sideline. Some people get really, down. some people get really perturbed over like Mike Patton when he was up in the box when he was DC for the Packers. I can't believe he's not down on the sidelines, you know, getting his you rah rah, getting his guys supposed up. To take naps. I just, I never. It's like, do you really care? They had a defensive coordinator who napped during games. Who Dom Capers? Yeah. Yeah. Explains a lot of those playoff losses. <laughs> All right. Who, who was it again that was napping during the combine? Reggie McKenzie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was also Reggie McKenzie. Yeah. yeah, former Pat. Yeah. Uh, line one, good morning. Good morning, guys. Oh, one second. Line two, good morning. Hello. <laughs> nope. All right. Back to line one. Right, hang on a second. Nope. We'll just, we'll just, we'll, finish we'll, just, we'll, just here. we'll talk a little. I thought we were talking about Packers with some, some people here. Nope. Nope. All right, so that, Mike, I can't believe he's not on the sideline. Who cares? As long as they're good at what they do, there's a reason why they're at the level that they're at is because they're good at their job. So let's let them do their thing. Uh, anything else? Uh, Mercedes Lewis Rowdy right there, the T-E-1. Big dog, I believe you mean. Yep, big dog. Robert Tunyon also listed behind him. Uh, then Josiah DeGuara, Tyler Davis. I got Samari Toure in the back there, obviously, for wide receiver. And then outside of that, I mean, I don't know really what else is like sticking out besides anything that would surprise you, I guess. Um, you got Amari Rogers on punt return and kick return. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> hey, if it helps the special teams. Well, did it help the special teams in last year? Maybe it's going to change. You don't know this. That's true. But I do know <laughs> I could go off from last year, and it really didn't. It can't go down from last year. I could say the same, though. Can't go down. Because they were the worst. They yeah. could stay down there. You can't go any lower. The worst odds, and we'll start right in the NFC North where our Green Bay Packers reside. The worst team, and are we all in agreement that the Bears are going to be finishing last in the NFC North? I know Rowdy and I have talked about it many times. <laughs> RJ, or are you still hung up on the Lions are the Lions? In, in, unless something has drastically changed since... Oh, it has. <laughs> Since your starting quarterback said, yeah, we're not ready to play football. Uh, that was a couple months ago. Yeah, but still. Justin Fields. Something would have to drastically change in two months to be like, oh, yeah, we're competent enough to play now. Well, not only did he say that, but also one of their wide receivers got arrested with three guns in his car and a lot of marijuana sleeping in his truck at a Taco Bell, a Taco Bell drive-thru. Yeah. Another was arrested with... Uh, a ton of, trying to get him some going time. way too fast and had uh, billowing smoke coming out of his car, not from uh, an engine overheating, no, no, from the devil's lettuce. Nice. And I think another one got, or did two get injured. The Bears have a wide receiver problem. The Bears <laughs> also have an offensive line problem. The Bears have a new head coach and a new GM, so they have a new culture. 
uh, there in the locker room. Everything with the Bears for issues all stems around Justin Fields for me, and it's not the play of Justin Fields. It's just everything around him. I think <laughs> I actually really like Justin Fields, thinks he, thinks he is a big-time talent and could be a real quarterback in this league. But when you look at Justin Fields, he's not a running quarterback, though some people may say that. He's I don't think they watch. Some people may say he it. is a quarterback that watch. Not me. is pretty good in the pocket. I know there were some mechanical issues that they wanted him to clean up when he was in college, but I think he's shown that he can throw the ball decently well and he's athletic. Well, the thing that's going to kill him is this offensive line yet again isn't good. Then on top of that, he's now a second year quarterback with his second head coach, his second offensive coordinator <laughs> in a second system. The Bears are doing the, treatment. the Bears are not doing anything to help him. If you were they really aren't. If you were going to bring in this new quarterback, A, you should have brought in a new offensive coordinator and a new head coach his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Or B, you should have maybe you should have maybe let him stay with the original offensive coordinator and head coach for a second year to get some continuity. They're not doing themselves or Justin Fields any favor. And then, yes, you can go and say, who the hell is he going to throw to outside of Darnell Mooney? And that's a great question. He probably doesn't even know. No. Luke Getze, though, is the new offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. If you remember, he was with the quarterback's coach uh, with the Bears. He was a quarterback's coach with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers gave him the nod and the wink. So hopefully he can translate for, for Justin Fields' sake help him out, but I, I don't know. The Bears, though, coming in on this list of who, uh, who all, how all 32 NFL teams can win Super Bowl 57, the Bears are last. They have the lowest chances of winning, a .5% chance of winning the Super Bowl with making the playoffs at 12%. The Houston Texans are one better than them, boys, at .6% of winning the Super Bowl and a 15.4% chance of making the playoffs. But for the Bears, they say kicking off a painful rebuild after Coach Nagy and General Manager Brian Pace or Ryan Pace were fired, the Bears appear to be using 2022 as a season to reset their books and start over. Oh, no. They have more than $62 million in dead money on their cap this year, the third largest amount in the league behind the Falcons and the Texans. I don't get it. I just don't get like what the Bears were, were doing when they allowed Ryan Pace to continue to hang on for a while or they allowed Matt Nagy to maybe coach longer than they... If you were going to give them those type of leashes that they did, I kind of question why they're actually still not there right now. Not to put anything against the kind of profession I just moved into, but their team president was an accountant until he retired. Yeah, RJ just moved up to the second floor. <laughs> he's uh, he's now taking over. He's cooking the books here. Maybe we can have wow. Scott. Maybe Scott can come help you out. Scott Maybe helped, he'll be your I, assistant. Scott <laughs> helped Vince McMahon out in the WWE. Uh, yeah, with the W uh, with the XFL. Yeah, uh, XFL, excuse me. But you get what I'm saying, though, with like the Matt Nagy and the Ryan Pace? If you were going to continue to give them the leash that you did, why wouldn't they still be there now? Uh, yeah. If you were going to change, you, you change the regime with the GM and the head coach before you draft Justin Fields. And Nagy never even got to draft Mitch Trubisky. Like, that wasn't Nagy's guy. He came in a year but, later. And the best part is Justin Fields last was guy. year when you saw Trubisky come in in like mop-up duty in Bills games, he looked good. Like, hey, like Trubisky's servi- the starter he of looked, the Steelers. He though. looked like a serviceable quarterback. He's the starter for in the, the Steelers. NFL. I I know that. I'm not sure how long that'll take. I think that's a move to let not let Kenny Pickett and his tiny hands Dest- like and his two gloves get destroyed. Yeah. 
Like I, I think that's that's more hands. of a move of let's just bring this kid along. I think we all have bigger hands than yes. Kenny Pickett. We, we measured him. We measured him. Everybody yeah. in this room has bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. Well, I think the one thing with that it's is good. the NFL ball is smaller, uh, skinnier than uh, the college ball. So. Hmm. I think the one thing with that is that um, is. Mason Rudolph, they just know that <laughs> yeah, dude can take a hit. In the that's head. not a guy that's going to be a starter in this league. Kenny Pickett, like you said, they didn't want to throw him out there right away. Yeah. And Trubisky is kind of the, the other guy. Yeah. And I think he's one that's not going to lose you games. He can find a way to do that. Yeah. No. Well, we've seen him with the Bears do that. But again, the Bears don't. But really, he's, he's uh, the best option of the three. I don't think it was his fault. The Bears really have a problem of just throwing their quarterback to the Wolves and never helping them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler had better stats than Troy Aikman at the end of his career. Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer. They never helped Cuddy out. It was a revolving door of offensive coordinators, coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Mitch Trubisky out of those three, RJ, probably the most athletic. I, I know Cuddy. Kenny Pickett did the fake slide, remember, last year yep. where he had that uh, had really long run. They did but, change his role. Mitch Trubisky is the best athlete out of all of them. He probably has, well, he does have the most starting experience out of he all does. of them. Yeah, for the time being. Or he for won a, the MVP. <laughs> yep, Nickelodeon player. For a one-year stopgap or even a six-week stopgap, he's definitely their best option. Mm-hmm. Now, would I want Mitch Trubisky starting for my football team? No. Uh-huh. I would I would still uh-huh. take the ceiling and rolling the dice of Jordan Love over a Mitch Trubisky one year. Hey, Mitch Trubisky has some pretty good tweets coming out of college, though. One of those hell yeah, go Packers. The other one says, I love kissing titties. He did say that one. His words, not mine. Okay? That was Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) The NFC North. Talked about the Bears. They have the lowest chances of all teams in the league of winning the Super Bowl and making the playoffs. 0.5% to win the Super Bowl. 12% chance of making the playoffs. Houston Texans, they come in in at number 31. Houston. Houston. The Jets, 30th. (laughs) The Falcons, 29th. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 28th. Pittsburgh Steelers with Mitch Trubisky starting as quarterback, number 27. And your Detroit Lions, if there's any Lions fans listening. 26. They have a 1.1% chance of winning the Super Bowl and a 29.4% chance of making the playoffs. We boys have talked a lot about Dan Campbell and uh, his coaching philosophy and also seeing them in hard knocks. Jamal Williams, former Packers running back, now Lions running back, been a big voice uh, and a big, I don't want to say spiritual, but kind of like a big you rah rah guy for the Lions. What were you saying, Nelly and RJ, about uh, Dan Campbell? Like this guy, I mean, obviously they play for him big time. And could we see the Lions turning a corner with one Dan Campbell? I mean, having watched Hard Knocks, it's hard not to root. Well, you've seen the, the you've seen all can. the big clips and stuff. Yeah. Well, Dan Campbell's been a motivator wherever he's been. Whether he was an interim head coach in Miami and they won a few games when it was a team that didn't have a ton of talent, but they played hard. You're seeing the same thing, especially year one last year with Detroit. And Detroit, for being how bad they've been, clearly they've had a lot of higher picks. They're acquiring talent. They have to just finally actually draft good players. Didn't they like, lose like a bunch of their games last year by a, was it one score losses? Like so. Yeah, they led the NFL in games lost by six points or less. Yeah. And if you would have swapped those games where they lost by six points or less to wins, they would have been a playoff team. Yeah. Now, the la- I think the, the team you that did that. take away all their losses, they're actually undefeated. The team yeah, that did that. If you did that. The team that the year before did that 
came out the next season and made the playoffs. That's, well, they'd still be undefeated. But, but by the way, speaking of some of those teams you listed, <laughs> what's with the Jets wanting to rush Zach Wilson back? I don't, I don't, get, I don't that. get it either, dude. The, the dude is supposed to be your franchise, you know, your like your franchise quarterback of the future, and he has like a freak knee injury. Only to say, actually, it wasn't quite as bad. I just had surgery. Maybe, maybe I can start practicing this week to throw him into a game. Let Flacco go and yeah, play let, for a week or two yeah. and get him. I don't know why they would be rushing that. I don't really get it either. Uh, th- that, well, that's another franchise that can never help themselves. The Jets, just like much the Bears. Uh, on back on the Lions, though, uh, let's say a frustrating campaign, obviously last year and a lot of those close losses. But here's the final excerpt on it. Like the Bears, the Lions are hopeful the Packers finally decline, which would open the NFC North up for business. I think that's what everyone's waiting and hoping for is uh, to the fall of the Green Bay Packers. They pray and pray for their downfall. Biggie Smalls. Yeah, they've they've been rooting for Aaron Rodgers to retire since basically the early 2010s. <laughs> like. Yeah. When well, you get when you get a generational top five quarterback in the NFL in Brett Favre in the early nineties <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers. It's insane. You've had a top five quarterback for thirty years. We know in the NFL that quarterback is the most important position that has the most impact on pretty much the entire game. If you have a quarterback like that for 30 years, you're going to be in the mix for Super Bowls. You're going to be a playoff team. You're going to be competitive. Yeah, it it held all of those teams at a disadvantage. And it doesn't hurt the Packers that the Bears are horribly run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lions are horribly run. And the Vikings the, just The suck. Vikings can't seem to be able to to keep a quarterback that's good for more than a year or two. The empty trophy case. What? They had Brett Favre. They have Kirk Cousins now. Dante Culpepper at his time. What is it? Uh, uh, Cunningham for a second. Like, they Danny haven't been able Cunningham? to. They haven't been able to hold on to hey, a Brad great Johnson for a minute. Yeah, they haven't been able to hold on to a great quarterback for a long period of time, like the Christian like the Packers. He's no, not even in that category. <laughs> no, I know. But you look at the Vikings and you look at the Lions and you look at uh, the Bears. The, their fan bases, and Rowdy, you said with the quarterbacks, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, I can't believe you guys only got two Super Bowls with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. MFR, you guys have zero Super Bowls in that time frame. So what are we talking about? Some, some don't have any at all. So there you go. Oh, yeah, the Lions. Everyone's praying for the downfall of the Green Bay Packers. We'll get to the Minnesota Vikings coming up here as that's the Sean Packers. Salisbury started games for them. Well, it's like, <laughs> He's not even in their category. Not He's only not. did they have no, those. Sorry, that's, it's called oh. jokes. Sorry, was, not only did they have like, one of situation. the best quarterbacks in the league for 30 years, but the other teams didn't have quarterbacks. It's the most important position. And when they did, it was the Vikings, and it was sporadically. Like the, Remember the Vikings not too, la- uh, not too long ago? They had such good defenses, like when Anthony Barr and uh, Kendricks were young. Mm -hmm. Like, those were good defenses. Jared Allen was on that team with defenses. Their defensive line was always good. But their offense, they didn't have a good quarterback. That's when the Christian Ponders play, the Tavares Jackson. that redheaded dude that was on the Andy Dalton. Oh, for the Chris Holvin? Yeah, that dude. Like they've had really good defenses, and if if like an Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre would have had those type of defenses, they would have won more Super Bowls. Sam Bradford, but we basically know that uh, 
the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> especially from like 2014 to like 2018, it was like Aaron Rodgers and then Gus the St. Vinny right. Packers. <laughs> oh, man, going through this list of people is just There's some good quarterbacks on this Vikings list. Tavares Jackson. Jeff George. Oh, Jeffrey? Forgot he played for him. Man. Jeff George played for everybody. Ooh, Warren Moon. There's a good one. Let's see. Here. Jim McMahon played for three. Oh, he probably played for the Lions too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Let's find out. I guarantee he played. Brooks Bollinger. Yeah, he was yeah. there for a hot yeah. minute. People forget. Oh, never played for the Lions. Oh, you hate to see it. Oh, Josh Freeman. I forgot about him. Matt Castle. Oh, yeah. What jo- a season. Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, Josh Freeman. <laughs> wow, what a season. If you're looking for random Sean Hill Lion quarterbacks, how about John Kitna? Mm. Oh, Kitna, yeah. Joey Harrington. He, Timeless he, wonder. They were random. Come on. There you go. John Kitna was a Seattle legend before he <laughs> showed up in Detroit. You guys Well, like look at just Matthew Stafford. He was a top ten quarterback for most of his career, I would say, and he finally yeah. vacates Detroit and goes and wins a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And here you go, sitting in that number 14, with a 3.5% chance of winning the Super Bowl, a 54.4% chance of making the playoffs, the Minnesota Vikings, who will host the Packers week one at U.S. Bank Stadium this coming Sunday. Rowdy, is it truly the biggest threat to the Packers besides themselves, the Minnesota Vikings and the NFC North? Real quick, something that just stood out to me, Cincinnati's that low. Yeah, they had them at, what did I say? They're high teens. 18. 18th, yeah. I know Joe Burrow, what did he have? His, like his appendix had to be removed? Yeah, something like that. But it's not like that's just, ending his season. Yeah, Do people I, even need appendixes? I, I don't think so. I don't know about that Cincinnati being that low to win it. I mean, you look at they improved their offensive line, which wasn't that great last year. Mixon is back at running back. Burrow is clearly back at quarterback. They have a great receiving core. Let's see. Jamar Chase is only going to be in year two. Higgins in year three. Uh, Tyler Boyd is a solid slot receiver. They only added pieces on defense that that was still a decent defense last year. I that's really low. They say the Bengals aren't going anywhere in the terms of competitiveness. We just saw what their upside case looks like, but their path is tougher this time around. Was their final little excerpt? I get it, but even if they have the a tougher... The AFC North should be healthier. Yeah, even if they have a tougher regular season, wouldn't you say as long as they make the dance, they're live? You would think so. Now, Bears fans, who your team's got the lowest chances of winning the Super Bowl. They say right here for the Bengals, last year they gave the Bengals a 0.1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I know they didn't win it, but they did get there, so I don't know. But, Rowdy, the Vikings, uh, number 14 on the list. Um Vikings have some talent on offense, obviously. They got some pieces. Here, this is why Minnesota is a legit, is the only legit threat to the Green Bay Packers in the North. Who has the best quarterback in the North, not named Aaron Rodgers? The Minnesota Vikings. Who has the best running back in the NFC North? The, the Vikings. Who has the best receiver in the NFC North? The Vikings. There you go. So the Vikings. Who's got... Mm, an empty, dusty trophy case and can never shake a loser mentality off of them. Well, that's also the Vikings, but they're going to be, they're going to, you're always going to be competitive when you have a guy like Kirk Cousins, who he's not great, but he's a solid no, NFL he's not, quarterback. He's not bad. He's probably about the 15th best quarterback in the league, maybe slightly higher. I mean, he's, he's serviceable. He's solid. He's just not great. He's not top 10. 
And then you do have a top five running back when healthy and Delvin Cook. And you have Justin Jefferson, who's arguably one of the better receivers in the NFL. They're going to be competitive. That was a that was a defensive team last year that was really bad. Yeah. Like they're cutting first round picks from twenty twenty one. They're kind of flipping this roster. I don't think the defense is going to be worse than it was last year. So if you get, if you're going to say that, then they're going to be at least slightly sure. improved and you still bring back three great offensive players. We didn't even talk about Adam Thielen is super underrated. He's, yeah, a, he's, great he's a baller too. Like, uh, Irv Smith Jr. finally going to be healthy, going to be the only guy at tight end should be a guy that has a bigger spike this year. Vikings have a lot of upside because they have talent defensively. They just have to be better. And I sure. don't think they com- can compete with the likes of the Green Bay Packers, especially when you look at the Green Bay so, Packers. It's like, hey, Justin Jefferson's great, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? They have Jair Alexander. <laughs> they have Adrian Amos if they want to go coverage over the top. Hell, they have Rasul Douglas in the slot. Like, they have a lot of really good options where they could so blanket them. For the Vikings, the most logical path for the Vikings would be an explosive performance on offense where new coach Kevin O'Connell is expected to lean into the strength of his team while former coach Zimmer battled his offensive coordinators when they attempted to throw the ball. O'Connell is expected to deliver a more wide-open attack which star wide receiver Justin Jefferson plays the role of a Cooper Cup for the fight. And then Adam Thielen there, too, and you got the running back in Delvin Cook. I mean, they they got some talent. Well, Kirk the, Cousins is pretty decent, too. Well, in Green Bay, you look at their defense, like I mentioned. You have Jair Alexander back healthy. That should be a big improvement to try and shut down Justin Jefferson. You have safeties over the top that should be able to give him help. You have three corners that are all solid. But then you look at the running game to stop Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook has ran it down the Packers' throats in the past. Yeah, he's a baller. This is a different defensive line. This is the best defensive line Delvin Cook has ever seen from the Green Bay Packers. They had to cut guys that they didn't want to cut because that's just how deep that defensive line was. You have Devondre Campbell, who you hope can continue to do what he did last year. And you have Quay Walker, who's a rookie out of Georgia, but he can run sideline to sideline. Like this, this is the best team and the best defense on paper the totally. Packers have had. But when you look at the Vikings, if there's a team that's going to be the threat, it's them because of the playmakers they have. Yeah. The Bears, we're talking about the Bears don't even have any receivers. They have, yeah. yeah they're, they're busy getting arrested, falling asleep in their truck in a Taco Bell parking lot. Their running backs are True story. serviceable. Justin Field has upside, but the offensive line stinks. You look at the uh, Detroit Lions, it's like, okay, well. We know exactly what the quarterback position is for him. It's meh. It's all right. We know that Swift has a little bit of upside, but we know what Jamal Williams is. He's an average back at best. You look at their offensive line. Yeah, their offensive line should be good. But then, like, uh, their wide receivers. Is St. Brown going to continue to play well? Like, they, they have some question marks. It's clearly it's the Lions. Clearly it's the Bears. So, yes, Minnesota's clearly the second-best team. I know that some people say, oh, the Vikings are going to beat the Packers. No. I think that's just for a hot take. Maybe week, maybe Sunday, maybe once. But, no, the Packers are going to run away at the NFC North. And, you know, the Vikings got a new Kevin O'Connell coming in, strong offense. Well, the Packers have one of the best defenses they've ever had on paper. We'll see how it you know, unfolds. Jair Alexander, who you brought up, Rowdy, Jair Alexander – Went off week one in the 2020 season in the win over the Vikings. An interception, a safety, a sack, pass defended five tackles in his career. He has more quarterback hits, more sacks, more tackles, and more tackles for loss versus Minnesota than any other team. And now you have a healthy Jair Alexander back. I say, look out, man. Last night, Brandon Woodruff 
Seven innings under his belt. 91 pitches, only given up two hits and one earned run. Brewers are leading 6-1 to one when Woody was pulled. What happened after that, boys? They lost. Perdomo came in, got absolutely annihilated, and then the Brewers lost 10-7 to seven in 10 innings after leading 6-1 to one going into the 8th. I, I turned it off after Perdomo wow. uh, had three straight hitters that clearly wow. could... Pick up the ball and say, "Oh, you're not, you're not that hard of a pitcher." No, and they didn't. They waited a whole another batter before they put anybody up in the bullpen. So Grant Bills tweeted out, uh, "F this team, I'm going to bed." Uh, I responded to this morning. I, I did the uh, screenshot of the Brewers pitching the you know the box score, and I said, "Good thing they pulled Woody." Yeah, uh, he has not responded. I know he's tweeting. I saw him tweeting, so he's not responding. I don't. I doubt he will respond. He's kind of a coward sometimes when it comes to me coming after him. I love you though, Grant. <laughs> I, again, I hope he's listening. I never understood why you have someone who is a workhorse like Brandon Woodruff, good at what he does, literally gave up two hits, had 91 pitches. This is a do-or-die stretch for the Milwaukee Brewers to end the season here to get to the playoffs. And you yank him to put in, as Rowdy, I don't think this is any, anyone can disagree with this. Who's Perdomo and Strzelecki? Triple A? They're triple A arms. They're at best quadruple A arms. They're nothing better. They will be nothing better. That is what they are. And I don't know why I don't know why uh you're saying that these are all must win games, Evo. They still have a month left. <laughs> they they still have exactly four weeks left. What's funny is Rowdy, all the people that are complaining about the Brewers losing now were the same people months ago when the season started to say, Well, it doesn't matter if he pulls a pitcher early, it's just one game. It's just one Evo, there's game. four weeks left. That's forever. I'm sure they'll figure it out in time. I, I am very positive with this Brewers team. I see something in this team where they can turn it around and they can make the postseason. Well, uh, what are you talking about Freddie Peralta being pulled three weeks ago? And they lost to the Cubs. That's very out of no-hitter. It's just one game. It's a no-hitter. Council did it so that he it's could save Corbin Burns' arm, so he could save Brandon Woodruff's arm. He's getting them ready. They will catch fire. This team will start to hit. They'll make the postseason. They'll get in there. They'll puff their chests out. That's the thickest sarcasm ever. This team sucks. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> no. I told you if I had a DraftKings account and we were in a state where you it's could legally bet on DraftKings because they offered the yep. make the playoffs or not make the playoffs, I would throw a hefty amount down hefty, hefty, on hefty. them not to make it when they were plus 150. Yeah. As each day goes by, that plus money is getting closer and closer to not plus money. As of yesterday, it was only plus 105. This team is not good. They're managed poorly by a bunch of effing sissies. I would love to go back and see how many times people said it's just one game when Council pulled someone with like 82 pitches and you know what? Well, 90 pitches and say just one game to see, okay, well, they're nine and a half games below, or eight, is it eight and a half or nine and a half? Whatever it is, it's below the Cardinals and three games below the eight Padres, and eight and a half before yeah. the Cardinals and three games below the Padres and the Phillies for the final two wildcard spots. I would love to know how many of those it's just one games would have added up to them actually being in the lead. Well, now you look at it, those it's, it's just, just one, game. one games, people. It's just one game. If you tie either San Diego or Philly, you're not making the playoffs because there's no extra 163. It's just one it game. Goes to, uh, it goes to your head-to-head. And they lost both series. Yeah. Both overall series. I just hate when people say, well, you know, it's not so-and-so's fault. It's not this fault. 
I just sit there and look at it and go, Craig Council needed a win. He had one of his horses on the mound. Supposedly, Matt Bush was down. Supposedly, Devin Williams was down. I guess he didn't want to use Brad Boxberger. So why are you pulling one of your horses early then for basically triple-A arms to finish this game? I get you're up by five, but you need this game like you need blood. You have to win. It doesn't make any sense. But then the thing that pisses me off is you have these people that won't say anything about Craig Council. They will not criticize him. They'll get on their knees for him. And, oh, well, you know, this might have been on Craig, but I don't want him fired. How long do you want to watch him manage the Brewers <laughs> and not actually win a championship? 15 more years? 20 more years? Yeah, make it 20. Does he have a lifetime pass? I don't give an F if he's from Wisconsin. I don't care if the person was from Antarctica. <laughs> I want to see them win. The Braves or the Brewers? I'm talking about just any Sorry manager. The they can oh, be oh. from Timbuk. Too. They can this, be from Djibouti. I don't Djibouti. care where Djibouti. they're from. Wisconsin you know what the capital kid of Djibouti means is? nothing. Djibouti. Djibouti. <laughs> a Wisconsin kid means nothing to me. His story, great. It was good for one or two years. Who cares? This is, Win something. Ooh, this is some you, 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 you some hot takes coming from a Braves fan. Yeah. Oh my God! This is a, this is, and Who this is cares? A, this is a passionate Braves fan right here at Rowdy for the Brewers. Win Line something. One. All I care about is winning. Brewers lose in extras. Ten to seven, they were up six to one in the eighth inning. Craig Council again says, "Hey, Brandon Woodruff, I know you just went seven innings, only giving up two hits, uh, one earned run, struck out five, and you only sat at ninety-one pitches. But you know what, bud? I know we're in a must-win situation here to the end of the season, but we're gonna put you down and put in Perdomo. Well, you know what the problem makes, is makes sense." Makes the, sense. The problem is with uh, Perdomo and Strezlecki is their triple A slash quadruple A arms. There you go. You you put in guys that aren't major league caliber everyday pitchers in a game that you needed to win when you had a lead. End of story. Rowdy, now triple A pitchers, right? What would you would you say right now that the Brewers, if they want to make the playoffs, they're right now in a must win stretch here for the end of the season? Every single game, if they haven't been trying to win since August second, I swear. Would yeah, we I would definitely say that this stretch right now, every single game is a must-win game. What would you do, Rowdy, if you're the manager? Your one of your aces, Brandon Woodruff, who is a phenom, sits at 91 pitches, had given up two hits and one earned run. Will you give the ball back to your workhorse and let him go do work, or would you give that ball to some AAA pitchers? If I was uh, in a must-win situation, if I was inserted as manager tonight, what I would do with my starters is probably rest them for the rest of the year because season's over. <laughs> and I've been saying this for like a month. <laughs> I would give them the ultimate rest plan. Here's the last month off. <laughs> Have fun. If you were, if you got into the mind of Craig Council, would you look in the mirror and fire yourself? <laughs> so I I sent out a couple of, I sent out a couple of messages uh, last night after the game when I got a, a couple messages in return you know about the Brewers and the 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 meltdown and by the way I was getting the notifications I refused to tune into the game yeah I had better things to do still pops up on your phone but I said. <laughs> 
I'm okay with Mark firing or trading Stearns and Craig Council <laughs> and then firing himself. <laughs> now, can the principal owner fire himself? Does it work that way? I don't know. Yeah, then I guess Giannis can become... Uh, no, because yeah, Giannis is a minority owner. Yeah, that works. Fire <laughs> yourself. You're looking right in the mirror. You're fired. Oh. All right, yeah, so we'll get to the Brewers coming up here. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. It's, it's, last night was very, I'm trying to find the words for it. The microcosm of the season, in my opinion. I don't know. For me, it's just more or less, I'm sitting here watching it all unfold, watching them crap down their legs, watching Craig Council manage the way he does watching the bullpen fall apart the way that it has. Mm. It's basically just confirmation that I was right mm. about the Milwaukee Brewers and jumping off of their bandwagon. I did get a Braves win last night. They're now tied yeah. with the Mets. Yeah. All I'm saying is I'm getting confirmation that I was right about this Brewer team falling apart. And now I'm seeing a lot of other people that were, I'd say against me on certain takes when it comes to the Brewers. Now jumping, they're they're like uh, rats leaving the sinking ship, Ebo. They're now getting off on the, uh, oh, he should have kept the pitcher in, or, oh, he shouldn't have done this, and, oh, now we're going to criticize Craig Council for that. But they never would have criticized him a month ago. Now, Rowdy, uh, once you say that you and I have been very adamant on, you, if a starting pitcher is doing well, you keep him in the game because isn't that his job is to pitch and get you a win? I've been that way my whole life. All right, so the Brewers, speaking of home runs, I mean, Yelly started out hot. The rest of the game wasn't much. But the Brewers were up 6-1. to one. Brandon Woodruff had 91 pitches, and they pulled him. He gave up two hits, one in a run. They pulled him, and then Perdomo literally gave up four runs with four pitches, something like that. It was something crazy. Yeah, he sucks. He's terrible. Trending on Twitter. There's a reason why he's been in AAA pretty much his entire career. The council says, you know what, Woody, you're doing too good. Let's sit you down. We'll put in Perdomo, and then look what happens. Brewers lose 10-7. to 7. On Twitter, it says, what's happening? What's trending? Craig Council's trending. I click Council to see what's trending, and it is not good, as it shouldn't be. Tim Dillard, who's on the Brewers uh, broadcast. Tim Dillard calling out Council for pulling Woodruff on the postgame. I'm here for it, says Brew Crew Megan. Uh, let's see here. Another tweet, Rowdy. You want to know how this is the end of the world Another, and this is bad stuff? What? When Tim Dillard and I agree... Yeah. We have only agreed on very few things with the Milwaukee Brewers since he became a broadcaster with the Brewers. I don't like his shtick. I don't think it's funny. But when we agree on something, you know it's bad. Yeah. And uh, Tim Dillard. There were people that reached out and messaged me last night saying, you got to turn on the post game. Tim Dillard is ripping Craig Council. Yeah, Tim Dillard right here, uh, this guy says, they politely and intelligently just said, quote, that was a really stupid move by Craig Council. Uh, let's see here. Another example of poor, conserv- of poor conservative managing by Craig Council. It's not a long-term successful approach, and it's coming back to bite him. Uh, more people just going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. In fact, I want to hear from Craig Council of what his decision of pulling Brandon Woodruff, because it is very mind-numbing. What he was... Where'd it go? Before you play that real quick, yeah. you know how uh, Bill had a over-under for Christian Yelich for home runs at 15? You know yeah. what he's on pace for right now? 14 and a half. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, Christian Yelich, will he or won't he? Uh, you be the judge. If he gets hot for a week, he might hit say, two more. I would probably say he won't. 
All right, here is uh, Gregory Council on pulling Brandon Woodruff. Take a listen. No, I, Woody was – I thought that was the effort that we needed from Woody. And, um, you know, we're going out there seven innings here. He's, he did a heck of a job, pitched a heck of a game. Um, you know, he, put, he put us in a good spot to win the game, great spot to win the game. Um, so I went to Louie, and it happened fast, obviously. Um, you know, and then um, – you know, it was just it, just nothing good happened after that, frankly. In the in the tenth, you know, both teams like ambush first pitch and score right away. I mean, how does that change kind of how it sets up the rest of the inning? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I think when you score one run in the extra innings, it's it's you know, you're you're kind of held serve almost. That's about it, right? Um, By the way, it's very disheveled like right now. So, very messy. You know, I mean, I, you know, it's it's like a tie, it's a tie game with a man on second. It's and so you gotta you gotta work your way out of it. Um, unfortunately, we weren't, weren't able to do that. Did really do anything wrong on that play at third base? Or no, he did everything that, right. He did everything exactly right. Yeah, we're going on contact, but if it's a hard hit ground ball, you you, you get in a rundown and you know you, the throw being in the dirt. You know, what are you, you going to do? The, the point is you get a still man in scoring position with two outs, and you're really in the same same situation. What about the job Peter did? Yeah. yeah. I'll stop right there. Just play the very beginning. The very, very beginning of Craig. No, I, Woody was – I thought that was the effort that we needed from Woody. And, um, you know, we're going out there seven innings here. He's, he did a heck of a job, pitched a heck of a game. Um had a heck of an effort, pitched a heck of a game. I know you did well and you pitched everything you had, but I'm going to come get the ball from you. 91 pitches. You know, I'm already telling you that uh, Matt effing Bush won't be available tonight. Devin Williams, for some reason, won't be available tonight. But yes, thanks for your great pitching performance. We think you did well, but I'm going to come grab the ball from you right now. I know 91 pitches. That's I'm going to give it to Luis Perdomo. Have you ever heard of that guy before, Brandon? We think he's a live arm. Yeah. Uh, We we think he's a teammate of yours. Woodruff probably said, who the hell is that? Luis Perdomo? Again. I'm at 91 pitches. I've given up two hits and one run. Who are the best two relief pitchers on this Milwaukee Brewers team? Devin Williams is one of them. Yeah, that'd be one. Yeah. Uh, Brad Boxberger, Boxberger. another one of them. The last couple of years, it's clearly been those have been two yeah. of your top three guys that are not named Josh Hader. Yeah, he's a positive. They're, the they're the two guys that are still on this roster. Yeah. You go back and look. Brad Boxberger has pitched twice in the last six days. Devin Williams has pitched three times in the last week. How are they not available in a must-win game? These this managing is by a sissy. This front office is a bunch of sissies. This owner is a sissy. I mean, literally, all my advice would be for Mark Antanasio would be one fire or trade David Stearns at Craig Council and then fire yourself. Show yourself out the door. I'm done with this. And this team. is coming from it. this is coming from a, a Atlanta Braves fan. I'm over this, this team. I don't care anymore. This. I just wake. So just here's uh, Tim Dillard. Smile here. Here's it. Tim Dillard. I think I found the clip of him uh, after the game on the call, call, call some names. Because of this, Woodruff deserved to go back out. I have 
unless there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, there's no technology in the world that would have said, take him out. And watching the game purely on what was going on. This, so there you go. Tim Dillard really giving it, giving it the go right there. And he's right. Tim Dillard's actually right. Yeah, totally. Uh, we, we've been on this for letting pitchers pitch for years, Rowdy. This Our whole lives. Let pitchers pitch. Well, yeah, he says, like, is there anything going on behind the scenes? How many times do you have to see Brandon Woodruff walk off the mound with roughly 90 pitches in a situation the last few years where he is noticeably upset, does not want to come out of the game, or he's sitting in the dugout after a reliever came in and he's frustrated, or we'll say that the reliever then blows the game or blows his chance at winning that game as he was the pitcher of record. They're noticeably pissed. Him and him and Corbin Burns have been pissed and had some backhanded comments, but said, "Yep, when it when the when the lights come on, they do say, well, you know, I agree with it.' But you can tell with their body language. No, they don't. They're just saying that to troll the company line. It's ridiculous. They're managed by a bunch of soft individuals in the front office and." Uh, as a manager, so Rowdy, you who is uh, so Rowdy, who is an Atlanta Braves fan, I actually have live audio from him and the Milwaukee Brewers organization. Uh, take a listen. You have no idea how bad it gets. I wish I knew how to quit you. That's also from Brokeback Mountain, but that's also Rowdy talking to the Milwaukee Brewers organization. I don't think you're truly an Atlanta Braves fan, Rowdy. This team is a joke. The Atlanta Braves just tied the Mets for uh, first in the East. They, they're actually a real organization. They, they've built their you team with uh, no young prospects going out and making trades, acquiring arms, developing arms. I wish I knew how to quit you. That's routed to the Brewers. And they've done that for 30 years. Also the Brewers have been a joke. Home. Interesting, interesting season unfolding in front of us. It's pretty sad, pretty bad. Eight and a half games behind the Cardinals for first place. Now three games behind the Phillies and the Padres. For those final wild card spots. All right, something who has yet to break our heart, but might at the end of the season, the Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Craig Council will manage this team for 15 more years, and they'll never win Jim. Line one, good morning, who's this? Z in the D. Hey, Z, what's up, brother? What's up? What's up? So, yeah, what, you need, what these chasers need to do is just come on and be like, let me just pitch. If I blow up the game, I blow it up. It's not, not the reliever's fault, it's me. And that's where it needs to come on down. They just need to get out of the analytics for just a little bit. If Brandon Woodruff wants to throw 110 pitches, let him throw 110 pitches, and you could do a spot start for someone else on on day number five if he's not ready to throw again. I don't see the the same thing with Corbin Burns. Freddie Peralta is just a little different just because the injury he's coming back from. Freddie Peralta was throwing a no-hitter about two or three weeks ago against the Cubs, and Craig Council took him out of the game, then they lost. Z, what these pitchers need to do is... One, request a trade, and two, never sign back with the Milwaukee Brewers. I would be 100%. I'm not okay with it, but I would understand all from their logic. Like, nope. And I understand everything about that. So I think, yes, Council did some great things for the Brewers, but down the road we need either someone needs to step up to them and tell them, hey, you're screwing up this team. I'm managing it the, managing it the right way. Or, I mean, I think... Hey, you either and, die a hero, Z in the D, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I know. They literally just need to do something. Just The two star pitchers, just come up to him and be like, hey, 
if you pull me one more time, I'm going to probably shut myself down for the rest We've been, of the season. Robbie and I have been care. saying that for, what, how many years now? Like three years now. Well, the problem is there's nothing they can do. The, the team made its bed. They have to lay in it. What they should have done is something, I don't know, a month and a you know a month and a week ago at the trade deadline prior to the trade deadline that's come and gone this is your team this is what you have you have a bunch of losers bullpen's not great bullpen way worse than last year starters had injuries this is your team have fun watching it and this is a Braves fan saying this Z I know well he's got every right to be a it's Braves like Brokeback Mountain I'm telling you dude I can't quit you I wish I knew how to quit you yeah, so I don't know. It's a it's a heartbreak. I'm just counting down the days to Sunday so we can beat those those light queens and go from there. You only got four more days, Z. We love you, buddy. Love it, you guys. See ya. Yeah, line two. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Good. Hey, just a comment on council, and then I'll just I'll hang up. But the reason this is even worse is because the Brewers are literally fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah, big time. So you do whatever you can to win the game. Instead of playing it like you got an eight-game lead in the division, yeah, oh it's a God. it's a must. This is must win from here on right. out, and you're playing like, oh, we're going to save them for a playoff push. Well, you're three games behind now the Padres and the Phillies, and you're eight and a half behind the Cardinals. What playoff push is there if you're going to be sitting Brandon Woodruff with 91 pitches? Yeah, it's it, the overmanagement here is ridiculous. I mean, uh, it's like the Packers practicing with pillows. I mean, <laughs> come on, come on, Council, get it together. It's All tough. Right, All right, thanks, brother. Yeah, event session. Line three, good morning. Hey, boys. Hey, Polly. I'm so goddamn tired of analytics. Like, I, I totally get that. that analytics, shows, analytics are for nerds. It shows it shows trends and, and tendencies and all this other stuff and fine, whatever. There is an art to it, I'm sure. But when it comes to sports, it's time to nut up or shut up. Yeah. Like, you got to grab your sack and be a... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, let them throw the ball. Like, they, we're going to save them just in case we make the playoffs. You can't make the playoffs until you make the playoffs. Well, my, the funniest thing about it is, you know, uh, the start of the season, halfway through the season, they were pulling Woody, they were pulling Corbin Burns, they were pulling Freddie Peralta because they're going to save them, save them for the playoffs. And the times they pull them, they lose the games. And we'd have to hear the likes of your buddy Grant Bills, for example, who I love Grant. Uh, I, I wish Ben Kenny would come in here. He's got to come in here eventually. They would say, well, there's, I agree, they're saving these players. It's only one game. Well, it's those one shit. games add up. Look now. It's absolute absurdity. Like you look at players that pitched into their forties. Like I mean, I Nolan Ryan's might as well be a god. But I mean, like you look at players that pitched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innings for decades, and they didn't die. They didn't. They didn't I don't think their arms fell off either. No, no, they didn't at all. It was like now it's like oh well. If we if we take him out in this inning every single time, by the time we get to the playoffs, he'll be stronger. And it's like nobody played that way until Billy Bean and <laughs> the whole A's, whatever. <laughs> like nobody played that way, and it's fine. Correct, it's did, did Billy Bean ever win a championship? It's no. <laughs> so why would we listen it's, to Billy Bean? It, it's great that there's something to see there. There's information there that you can use, 
But sports is about... It's just one game. We're just saving them it, for one... It's just one game. All those one games add up, MFR. Sports is about talent and brains. You have the physical ability and mental ability to achieve what you're trying to do. And if you don't, you don't. But let's like, oh, well, if we pull them now, it's like, dude, if anybody... if I've never pitched a day in my life, but if I was a pitcher and I was pitching a no-hitter... I would punch my coach in the mouth <laughs> if he tried to take me out of the game. I'm not joking what at all. It was a perfect like, game, I, and I believe you. I would be like, are you effing kidding me right now? Like, seriously? You see what's going on out there? They can't hit me. But but protect my arm because the next pitch I, I, I throw might tear my labrum or I might need Tommy John or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Well, right now, right now they're playing like they're going to tear someone's labia. So, come on. Bunch of, all right, we love you, yeah. Polly. Later, See you, buddy. Yeah, who's last line for? Hang on, good morning. That's the Braves. Yeah, theme song. Let's go, Braves. Let's go. <laughs> hey, first time for first place in the NL East, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. Who is, this? Who is this? Who is this? It's Dan. Hey, Dan. What's up, dude? Hey, that's that's now six games in a row. Don't look now. Yeah. You've been bringing your own gonna, music. I'm, I love it, Dan. I'm going to play the Tomahawk all day today. When when you guys are done, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Feel free. I think he has a pitch count in his head of it's just it's 90 pitches no matter what, and you're out. I don't, it does, I don't it doesn't get matter it. what's going on. It's 90 pitches, and you're out. It's, don't get the it. The guy's a clown. And, and you're right. I, I oh, careful, careful. Sorry. Careful. Sorry. I got a dump button. We got a dump button. My fault. And I'm sorry. I'm, I got <laughs> very, pa- very passionate. Very passionate fan. Um, but just send a message to these guys that this is ridiculous. And I, or, or, or what, um, I, I'm, I, I got a hammy. I can't pitch. Forget it. I'm done. It, it's absolutely ridiculous how it's 90 pitches. Doesn't matter. I, he gave two hits. One of them was a dong. So he had, what, one guy left on base? Other than that, it's a complete it's, joke. It's ridiculous. Man, I think the funniest thing last night that I was just sitting there chuckling was, all right, you had Williams that would have worked, I guess, three out of four days. But you had Brad Boxberger that's been a all-star closer in the past. He's been pretty good for you this year. He was pretty good for you last year. And, okay, I get if you're going to pull Woodruff, you go with Perdomo, he's a lower leverage type arm, you're up 6-1. to one. You're not expecting a team to lay a five spot on you, even with a lesser reliever. But then when he starts to get hit, you go with Strezlecki, another triple-A arm. Like, what, you're not going to bring in a guy to finally clean up this mess? If we are going to go this route, you go with another triple-A arm, you might as well have brought in a freaking double-A arm. Who cares at this point? Call in Z. Doesn't Z still pitch for a league? Uh, He just called in. Yeah, in the home talent league. He pitches for the Dells. Get him in. Give him a call. Let's give at least he'd be a little change of pace. Like, I don't think they're going to be hitting his 60-mile-per-hour heater. Or maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, we've, we've seen... Well, actually, he uh, said he could hit 80. Position, I don't believe him, but he said he could hit 80. Position position players every now and then come in and clean up messes. Just let Z do it. At least he knows... I, that's what I said. Let Christian Yelich go pitch. Make him work for that contract. Yeah, right. 
Oh boy! Hey, I apologize. That would be embarrassing for Christian Yellen. Hey, don't. Hey, we don't apologize on the show, Dan. Okay. I was just. I I got. I got work. You're a very passionate. You're a very passionate fan. I understand. And that tomahawk music got me kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You got the juices flowing. You got the juices flowing today. (laughs) Don't. You have no explanation needed. You're good. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you guys. See you, buddy. Yeah, you missed it because I have the dump button. Dan got really uh, passionate over the Brewers. Maybe maybe I'd have dropped an f bomb. That's fine. I have a dump button. Now, I was going to say, hell, maybe you could package up even Craig Council and David Stearns to trade to the Mets, but then they do have Buck Showalter there in uh, New York. So they, that's, a, that's a baseball mind. I don't think you could package it up. But could you imagine kind of doing like the old John Gruden trade between <laughs> the uh, Buccaneers and the Raiders? Yeah. <laughs> maybe moving on from a general manager that's going to most likely be moving on after next season and then a manager, which I guarantee you they've given him a lifetime contract already. Yeah. The tides are turning on Craig council. Uh, he's trending on Twitter right now and is not remember, good. Remember when the uh, bucks put up there last year, Craig council brewers legend. Yeah. Oh yeah. LOL. The LOL. Imagine if the, if that was this year or, <laughs> or say next year, Brewers you think choke. they'd still put Brewers legend, or you think they'd change it to Brewers manager? Brewers choke artist. Especially if the tide really is turning. Line five. Wow. Love the callers. Good morning. Who's this? This is Kyle. Hey, Kyle. What's up, brother? What up, man? Hey. Oh, hey, Kyle what? and Stoughton. What's up, dude? What's up, bro? What's happening? Well, you're, you're, what, I, didn't, I didn't recognize your voice for a second there. Shame on me. Yeah, I changed it a little bit for you. Just kind of throw you <laughs> off. <laughs> Last night in the crowd, it was about the fourth inning. They panned to this Brewer fan. He looked like a total Wisconsin boy. And he had a shirt on that said relief pitcher. And it was three different pitchers of beer. <laughs> and he was sipping on a freaking seltzer. Oh, Come on, man. No. Man card pulled right there, no. right? <laughs> you can't you can't wear that shirt at a baseball game and then sip on a seltzer. What's, Come on. What, what, I mean, not that it makes it any more right depending on what it is, but you know what seltzer it was? Topo Chico. I haven't had that. I know that's like the big rage right now. That's like the new in seltzer. Have you had one of those? I, I have. You know, you dabble in a little bit, you know, that but not wearing, dabble, a freaking, dabble, not, not, not wearing a beer shirt. Come on. Yeah, oh, man, that's just disheartening. I don't I don't mess with the seltzers anymore. They they, they give me a, like a weird kind of buzz and drunk. I don't care for it. I mean, I'm yeah. a straight liquor. I've been bourbon lately, just bourbon. Yep. That bourbon. Um, whiskey. Whiskey and lemonade or whiskey and orange juice, man. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. That's ooh, my jam. Ooh, or, yeah, I was I actually had some tequila rocking last night, too. So yeah. Hey, that works. Hey, hey you know. We're on the tail end of this Brewer season, and it can't get over soon enough. You know, I love I love my baseball. I love watching the Brewers. You know, even when they suck, still love watching them. I don't know why, but let's not forget how the Packers season ended last year and the season before that and before that. I'm not getting too high on the Packers this year. I'm not diving into that again. Oh, you, you know, say that until, now, but wait, just wait till they right? get that Week One victory over see, the Vikings. Kyle, that's what's most disappointing. That's what's most they, disappointing about this Brewers season. They're supposed yeah. to easily win the Central. They were supposed to be a dark horse for a World Series. They were supposed to be a good team that won ninety plus games. This is why it's even more frustrating that they sold with a lead at the trade deadline. It, I it, hear it's you, a brother. Waste I'm right there, season. and that's coming from a Braves fan. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm done putting my heart on the line for these Wisconsin teams, man. It's just. <laughs> I don't no, know. They just, Kyle, don't say that. You know, they rip it out of your chest and they stomp on it and they laugh at you and they find ways to lose. It's called the nut you know? kick continuum. It's it happens the, every year. It's, it's it's just being a sports fan here in Wisconsin. They're gr- they're great until it matters, and then we just get pooped on. <laughs> 
I have a quick question. Yeah, sure. Who in the world is Young Gravy? I he was a uh, performed at Taste of Madison. I know, and it looked insane. Yeah, he's huge. I couldn't tell you a song, but I know he's really big. He's uh, actually went to UW. He went to University of Wisconsin. I know. I've since you know looked back and done some of my own research. Pause this quick. I was uh, flabbergasted by the amount of people. I know he sampled there. Rick Astley's "Never Gonna Give You Up" for a song. I couldn't name huh. a song, but I know he's. I mean, he was on our stage. He was thousands and thousands and thousands of people were there. It was yeah, crazy. I heard hundreds and hundreds. That was the uh, fake news from WKOW twenty seven. They say hundreds of people showed up at Taste of Madison was their headline. Oh. If you just looked at the Young Gravies performance, there yeah. was thousands. Yeah. Hundreds I, uh, of people showed up. I was out there earlier in the day. It was great. I then went and played golf to escape the craziness that I guess that concert became. But sure. Wow. All right. Uh, well, real quick before break. Ye- line two. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, Paul. Ben, you got for the seventh call today. No, it's but only I your fourth. To, I, had to get, I had to get into Ben because I couldn't get at Whoa. him yesterday. Pause. What's up? Dude, you're like, uh, I don't, uh, putting dome stadiums in northern climates. Oh. <laughs> like, dude, I tried, I tried calling you yesterday and you wouldn't answer the phone. I, 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 I hit my That is one of his job right duties, there. Paulie, so shave on him. I was likely I, I busy hit, with I another segment. I'm sorry huh? I couldn't answer it. I Listen. The Look, plans. Here's the thing. It looks ben. like a loaf of here's bread, Paulie. I don't know what else to tell you. And here's adding thing. more dome stadiums it's, in northern it's, it's climates. Philly's, is Philly's stadium have a roof on it? No. They don't. Their new one doesn't? I thought their new one did. No. Nope. I, I don't know. Never but has. My point is if I if I were if I were the Bears organization or any organization in the, the north, I would have a retractable roof. So that you can close it if you need to for like the events and whatever. Yeah, like the Brewers, exactly. I would do that exact same thing. What's but, next? Do you want yeah, ESPN to simulate all the games in case there's but, a little but, bit of weather but, that hey, cracks through? The Brewers has never had a rain No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, a lot of the Bears players, like, you know, all through history up until now, are, they love the the home field advantage, the cold. You know, you got San Francisco coming in or San Diego or – of uh, uh, Miami or anybody who's from a warm weather climate, they're coming in. They're going to have to suffer. You can, you can, you can force that on them if you want to. But if you also want to have events like concerts and and all this other and stuff expos. like that, we're talking about that, a football team. Are you no, talking, talking about no, the no, 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 no. We're talking. Well, no, no, no. All we're year round. About, no, we're talking yeah. about a stadium. All year round for all events. Okay. Uh, we're talking point about taken. Bridal now the, expos, now fishing the Bears expos, can have concerts games, in their concerts. stadium. Noted. Pride events for Polly, all kinds of stuff. It still looks like a loaf of bread or a bar of soap. Right, Polly? Polly, oh, you, you there? <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. You don't know, you I'm, don't, just, I'm just containing the rage right now. <laughs> I'm hey. internalizing it. Well, I'm Chicago Bears. Uh, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to become, you're a, very proud of the organization. That's if you're going to become a dome team like like uh, Brewer fans. Just be able to put up with mediocrity for the rest Dude, of the Chicago Bears. 
Robert is a Braves fan. It doesn't matter. Mediocrity? What is Philadelphia? Like, give me a break. Philadelphia? Whoa, let's not. Hey, let's, that's the city of brotherly love. No, not, no drive-bys yeah. on Philadelphia here. They got their own I think they got a bunch of drive-bys somewhere else outside the stadium. A lot of needles like, over like, there. Like they're, like, they're the mecca Sorry. of championships. Give me a break. When did I say that? I'm not saying you're saying. You're, you're talking. See, I'm going to get. Well, contain the rage. You're defending a dome stadium contain with the, the fact that now they can have concerts. We're, We're talking Rocky, about a football team. Rocky Bell Bowl was their greatest champion. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben's even <laughs> called him fake. You even have you even have a statue of a fictional character oh, in your city. Oh, I will defend Rocky to the nail. He's real to me. Yeah, he is real. He's all of us. I can't wait for the concerts, Polly. Hey, I'm just the saying, Chicago Tom Petty's. Because now Have we you, get to see him in January. Because the Bears dead. won't be playing in the playoffs. Tom Petty's dead. dead. <laughs> oh. dead. He is dead. Yeah, I apologize. R.I.P. That's been He's been years, dead for a while. Dude. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. That's fine. Anyways. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself, young. That's Ice Cube. He's alive. I think he hung up. Paul, you there? Uh, I think Paulie's now screaming into his pillow. This just in. <laughs> first ever concert at the Chicago New Dome is going to be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, they need the hologram, so they need the dome in order to have the hologram be able to Second appear. act will be Tupac. That'd be, that'd be They're cool. going to schedule all the concerts for mid-January. <laughs> Mark the Virgin in the house. What's up, Mark? Good morning, gentlemen. What's I, going on? I had to call in. Uh, I thought of the perfect band to... Uh, Play the first show in the the newly renovated Soldier Field with a with a dome. Yeah, please. Uh, what 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 uh, what came across your mind? I think it's got to be Nickelback um, <laughs> because you got to find a band as lame as the team that plays there. <laughs> um, the other, and I'm not trolling. Uh, I'm not trolling Polly right now. Okay, Polly is on like um, the edge right now. Polly is Polly is on the edge. So be, be, be well, careful. He might call for nice a fifth be- time. Well, it was it was nice of you guys not to mention how well Trubisky's doing out in Pittsburgh. Uh, he won the starting job, and um, he yeah. set up for a banner year. It's you know that this league's all about timing, and <laughs> the, the, the Bears are not good. <laughs> their, their timing, their timing is nineteen eighty five. I, I, I made that joke to Paulie earlier this morning because I'm not getting called four times a day. He might have a fifth, but I did say a nineteen eighty five joke, and he didn't. He didn't care for it. Mark, do you think that actually the first performance to break in that stadium should actually be inviting the 85 Bears yeah, back be and remaking Bowl. the Super Bowl shuffle. I think that should be the one to christen it. I think Rowdy's right. And, and if there are some players that have since passed RIP, but they'll bring them back as holograms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to pack the stadium. I mean, that's that's the closest they're going to sniff to success. And, um, so, yeah, it's you know, you got to generate some money. <laughs> And we know the Bears fans love one thing and one thing only. That's 1985. (laughs) I mean, come on, Mark. Listen to this. I miss the 80s. It's a simpler time. Yeah, the 80s were good. It was a simpler time for simpler people, a.k.a. Bears fans. Life was just better. It was better to be a kid back in the 80s. I tell my kids stories. Hey, for a 90s kid that I was, I miss the 90s, man. I, I feel sorry for kids these days. Do you guys think it's a coincidence that Bowling for Soup titled a song Bowling 1985 where the lady's stuck in the past? I mean, Back <laughs> to the Future goes back to the 85. They're stuck in the past. Yeah. Mm. 
It's just a great year. <laughs> just a great year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any Bears fans will agree with you. Mark, it's 1985. Just a fantastic year. Yeah, I just had to troll Paulie a little. He's he's getting a little tilted. And, I mean, let's let's wait until the Bears lose, lose their first game. Let's not get over it. Well, actually, what, when will the Bears win their first game is the better question. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. Let's get a couple losses under our belt. Yeah, this Benjamin. We'll reevaluate. You know what else happened in 1985 in Chicago? What? Tom Petty played a concert. No way. <laughs> <laughs> March 8th. <laughs> and for Bears fans and since 1985, Ben, the waiting is the hardest part. I'd say they've been free falling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mark, anything else? Oh, Paulie's Would you say that they're, uh, the the Bears with this passing offense and Justin Fields are still trying to learn how to fly? You think Paulie's saying, stop dragging my heart around? <laughs> this is the end of the line Paulie for you guys and your jokes? Down, he won't back down. No. Uh, he says, you guys don't know how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, hey, guys, let's, let's get to the point. Yeah, don't and do Paulie like that. <laughs> Uh, that Super Bowl, they're still trying to run down that dream. It's been a long time. Paulie's having a breakdown right now, Mark. He well, keeps it's, saying it's, we get lucky. I guess you got lucky. I, I can't think of a song title, but it's safe to say that the Bears season is going to be a heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> you the fan, Mark. We'll talk to you later. All right, see ya. Well, I'm very At the curious. End of the year, drunk playing darts. Paulie's singing, you wrecked me, baby. <laughs> Talking about the ready to go. You guys. Hey, 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 hey. Suckers. Hey. No, no, no. You better, that, you're going to hit that dump button so much, your wife's going to come when. Paulie, <laughs> <laughs> Paulie, your fader is down right now. I only have, I can only hit the dump button twice until it has to reload. I'm gonna, Polly. I'm, I'm I'm <laughs> Polly, I'm nervous. Polly, Polly, I'm nervous. You are a beautiful, wildflower right now. You need to settle down, Polly. Hey, Polly. Just like the Bears in the Super Bowl, if you're gonna swear, don't come around here no more. <laughs>